Praise God. We are uh, this morning, <laughs> this morning, this morning, we are continuing in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts. And um, we, we're looking at what it is to live, to be living with purpose and power, to be living with purpose and power. And we have been sometime now in the second chapter of Acts, and Lord willing, we will complete the second chapter of Acts today. Uh, we've been taking our time with it, but uh, uh, it is built up to a, to a, to a critical place. And, and so we'll begin reading this morning in the book of Acts, in the second chapter, and I'm going to begin reading at the 36th verse. I'll, I'll read a few verses, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk some, and then we'll come back and we'll read some more verses. But uh, the book of Acts... Uh, I'm really beginning at 37, but I'm going to get a running start at 36. I'm going to cheat in Book of Acts. Meet me at the 36th verse. Uh, this is Peter dropping the mic on the people. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. I'll read from the English Standard Version. Peter says, Let... All the house of Israel therefore uh, know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. To the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayers. Let's pray. Father... We thank you, Lord, uh, for who you are, for your might and your mercy, for your glory and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for um, your word now. The opening of your word brings light. We pray that you would illumine us. We uh, pray that you would have your will, Lord, in this place. Uh, let your will be done, God. Uh, move among us. Have free course in your sanctuary among uh, the people you have created, Lord, uh, shape and mold and uh, remake and break. Lord, whatever it is you need to do, Lord, we pray that you would do it in us, God, so that we would receive uh, your word, Lord, and that it would be to your glory. We thank you for this time. We thank you for all that are gathered. We, we pray your grace and peace on everyone gathered here, every household uh, under the sound of my voice, Lord, those that are represented here and those that are, uh, Lord, joining by uh, way of the web, God, however it is, Lord, uh, we pray your 
your will be done and your hand be experienced. Lord, I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. And Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 The book of Acts. The, the young new preacher thrilled his congregation with his first sermon. A challenge to, to gird their loins. to to get themselves ready for Christian service and living. Then, to their dismay, uh, he preached the same sermon the following Sunday. Uh, When he confronted them with the same ringing message on the third Sunday, his flock felt something must be done. Don't you have more than just one sermon? Blurted out a a spokesperson uh, uh, to the pastor. Oh, yes, he said quietly. I have quite a few. But you haven't done anything about the first one yet. (laughs) Never challenged the person with the mic, but... (laughs) All... Preaching has a desired outcome from the Lord. It calls for a response from those who hear it as well as the person speaking it. In the text today, as Peter winds down his sermon that we've been listening to, we witness the response of the people who heard the word. Uh, And what a response it is. I call it a radical response. That's the title of the message today, a radical response, a radical response. Uh, I'm just hold this thought in case you begin to fade away midway in the sermon. A right response to the gospel should produce transformed living that gives evidence of God's spirit and kingdom. It was a lot. I'll say it again. A right response to the gospel should produce transformed living that gives evidence of God's spirit and kingdom. Oh, uh, I I, I hope Holy Spirit help me to preach. Um, we, We have seen the Holy Spirit at work on this day of Pentecost Uh, throughout this chapter, empowering people to be witnesses, not only in the speaking of other languages, but in the bold preaching of Peter. We hear it ringing. The, the, The impact of what Jesus spoke to his disciples about receiving promised power and being his witnesses is ready to take hold here in Jerusalem this day. As Peter uh, drops the proverbial mic on his sermon, announcing that the Jesus, the people of Israel, tried to get rid of on the cross is not only living, 
but, all, but is also Lord and Christ. The people are left with no choice but to respond. Respond. It's a radical reaction that takes place. Verse 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourself, save yourself, save yourself from this crooked generation. Their, their, their first uh, response, because they were called to respond, their first response to Peter's sermon was to humbly recognize that they were wrong and needed help. And not only needed help, they needed help from some common folks from Galilee. They, Peter's preaching has so impacted them, made their guilt so plain and piercing that they couldn't even try to defend themselves. All they could do was ask those who had been closest to Jesus, how do we make this right? What shall we do? Their, their, their drastic response, remember, they went from hating and crucifying Jesus, now talking to his disciples, asking, what shall we do? The drastic response that they had actually gives evidence that Peter's words are more than just Peter's words. We don't want to miss the power of the Holy Spirit. Look, uh, Jesus had taught his disciples over, uh, uh, we heard in, in, in John chapter 16, that when the Holy Spirit comes, it was read earlier, he'd be the one who'd convict people of their sin and judgment, uh, 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 proving Jesus to be righteous. The Holy Spirit will come and do the work. Church, sometimes we need to remember uh, Jesus says, you catch them and I'll clean them. Uh, the Holy Spirit is at work. He's behind Peter's inspired preaching and the people's response. Holy Spirit is at work acting on behalf of the Lord. Uh, Peter responds now. He gives them the only solution to their condition. <laughs> he answers with God's amazing offer of grace for them. Look at this. He says, God is offering forgiveness of sin and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, listen, um, Peter is telling them something that, that almost sounds too good to be true. 
Uh, it sounds like there would have to be a catch to it. Uh, God's holy presence abiding in them. Uh, Peter said, there's no catch. Peter gives them, uh, uh, he shares the stipulations. He shares the stipulations. He, he shares what's required, who's eligible, and what's at stake. He lays it all on the line for them so they can see, hey, this thing is plain. Uh, what's required? All this would take place, uh, uh, this offer, you receive, by receiving the word that's preached about Jesus. Receiving this word, placing faith in Jesus as Lord. What's the catch here? That's the catch. Uh, this, this faith. It, it, it would mean, now, now faith, is, faith is dense. Faith, faith, is, faith, faith has components to it. This faith would mean repenting. Repentance is always a part of faith. Repenting, having a, a change of mind regarding Jesus. They thought he was an imposter, a nobody, a charlatan. They thought he was worth killing. But now uh, they, they need to turn from the sin of rejecting him this is where the world stands, from rejecting him to trusting him as Lord. It, it, it was to, in all of it, Peter says, uh, it, it just, and then it just needs to be made public through baptism in his name. Uh, don't, don't, go, don't go do it and try to bury it under a bushel and keep it under a rock. No, do it. You act it out publicly now. Repent and be baptized public, publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, said, he, says, he says, now let me let you know who's eligible. Who's eligible for this? Uh, uh, the, the, the first surprise is, is, is that those guilty of rejecting and crucifying Jesus are still eligible. Surely they should have been disqualified. You know, it's usually bad news when you find out the person you treated horribly is now in the place of complete authority and the only possibility for you to have some help. You find out the person you kicked when they were down is now the person you have to go to. I don't have to tell you what many people would do if they were suddenly elevated over people who mistreated and injured them. Thanks be to God that he's not like man. He's not like man. Peter said it's available to every one of them. It's available. This God, is, he's blowing. It's amazing. It, 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 was, it will also be made available to the generations following them. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure it, it would have been a surprise. Um, and many of them would have missed it when Peter said it, but the promise would even be extended for those who were outside of Israel's covenant. They were outside of Israel's covenant with God. He says available to them too. Gentiles, those that, that were uh, 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 considered to be far, far from the Jews and, and, and far off from God. Peter says it's for them too in his preaching. I don't even think Peter recognized what he was saying. 
Because God had to come and correct Peter later on. We'll, we'll see that another time. Uh, 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 he said, it's for everyone that God calls. Yeah, look at this. It is God's prerogative, this, this salvation. Uh, uh, it's a news flash to them. Y'all don't own it. It's God's. And what's at stake? What's at stake? I got ahead of myself. Salvation. <laughs> salvation. Salvation. Freedom. Freedom from sin. Freedom from uh, the penalty of sin. And, and, and freedom from the, the common bondage of it in the world that you, you're wrapped up in. Sin is the typical way of generation after generation after generation of people bent and twisted away from God and from his rule over them. There's people naturally bent away from... The the word here, uh, this corrupt, this word is where we get our English word scoliosis. Twisted. Twisted. Look, look, look. He said, he said that's what this generation is. You, 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 if there's, there's salvation, look at this. Uh, and, and Paul says before um, anybody uh, would start polishing their halo, Paul said, hey, all of us was a part of that generation. Paul said it, and now I said it. All of us belonged to it. He said that in Ephesians 2. Um, Peter, Peter uh, presses the people to save themselves. Save yourself. Save yourself. Uh, and I'm going to pause here just to make clear that Peter doesn't think we literally save ourselves, which is a work of God. We know that. We're, it's Bible scholars in this room. I know it's a work of God. Um, we simply surrender to the salvation that God has made available. We surrender to it. Peter, Peter, is, is no salesman here as he, as he gives them this, this answer to their question. He's a spokesperson. He's speaking as a satisfied customer himself. Uh, before you go telling somebody what they need, you, you, you best make sure that you are a, a user of what you are trying to share. Look, uh, that you're a partaker. Um, uh, Peter's, Peter says, I'm a, I'm a customer. <laughs> over and over, Peter had felt the conviction of his own sin. Uh, there, it's when he was, uh, he recognized that how holy Jesus was out on the boat fishing. Uh, uh, Peter saw what Jesus could do and recognized who he was, and he fell at his feet, and he said, Lord, depart from me, because I'm a sinner. And then, and then even after his denial of Jesus, not once, not twice, but th- three times at least, even after his denial of Jesus, the Lord called him back, forgave him, restored him, and here filled him with the promised Holy Spirit. Peter says, I am a witness. (laughs) I'm a customer. Peter is here announcing the promise of the joy that David shared about in Psalm 32 and 1 when David said, Blessed 
is the one whose transgressions, whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. It, it, it is a blessing to take hold of this thing. Uh, uh, Peter, Peter knew this blessing of forgiveness. He experienced the power and purpose of God that was pouring out, and, and he believed that this should be an offer that was too good to refuse. So he makes it. And, and the fact here that, that Luke mentions Peter continued with many other words lets us know we only have a piece of the sermon that he preached. Peter kept preaching. In case y'all say, why did Peter preach five minutes and Pastor Dwayne preaches 40? <laughs> Peter preached longer than what we read here. He kept on telling the good news. He was after a response that the Lord was after from these people. The Holy Spirit was pushing him and pushing him. He kept on telling the good news and challenging folks to respond. Save yourself. Save yourself. Save yourself. Peter is making them an offer. And this offer is from the Lord. And we offer uh, uh, gifts to our visitors when they come. We have a gift for you in the back of the room. But this gift from God, of God, the Holy Spirit, is great. it's a greater gift than anything we or anyone else could ever give. And those who have a right response to this gospel of Jesus, his coming, his perfect life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, when they respond to who he is, it, they receive it freely. And then they begin living radically transformed lives. The people respond to Peter's office. Verse 41 says, so those who received his word uh, were baptized and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the, fel and, and the fellowship to the breaking of, of bread and the prayers. Um, here's a radical response. 3,000 turned themselves over to the Lord this day and submitted to baptism to make it known. <laughs> they went public with their faith. They went public with their repentance and, and their commitment now to this new community called the church. Look, look at it. Oh, this is, oh goodness, this is... Uh, receiving the gift of the Spirit caused a radical change in their priorities. Uh, Luke describes four primary areas that took precedence in their new lives. Four primary, the things they, they constantly, faithfully committed themselves to. Uh, but, you know, I know there's a, there's a word out in the street where people like to share, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, spiritual. Uh, well, 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 these folks got news for you. If you're really spiritual, there's some things you will do religiously. If you're really, if it's the right spirit. 
Huh? It, it calls you. It calls you to something consistently and, and in a committed way. It doesn't just send you floating about. Oh, that's another sermon for another time. First, first, I'm back. First, first, to, they, 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 they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were committed to hearing the word of God from the apostles. Uh, it, it, would have, it would have included all that Jesus had taught and commanded them while he walked with them over three years uh, before and after his resurrection. And, and, and the doctrine or, or teaching would have also uncovered for them the fuller implications of the Old Testament. They would have been sharing the word of God with them. Uh, uh, Jesus once told a group of Jews who rejected him, in John 5 and verse 39, he said, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. They would have, they, the apostles' doctrine would have included this, 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 this understanding. The new church would have learned how Jesus fulfilled all of scripture. Uh, and this is why, and people might wonder why, how, how pastor starts in the book of uh, 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 Zephaniah and still ends up at Jesus. It's all, point, it all, it's all summed up in him. Look at this. This new, uh, they, uh, uh, when they, they had entered this new life, remember, by receiving Peter's word. It started with the word working, uh, uh, and now they, de they would desire more of it, a and they make it their primary thing. If there's a place for the word of God, don't let anybody talk it down. It it they make it their pri primary thing. Peter uh, 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 di directed the church uh, in, his, in his letter in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. He directed the church. He says... Uh, um, I paraphrase, uh, he, right, right before this, he says, cut out all that foolishness. And then he says, and I'm going to quote it this time, in 1 Peter 2, 2, he says, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. Uh, Peter says, don't, don't stop dilly-dallying with the foolishness. He says, Get into this word. It'll, it'll show you how to live this life that, you, that you've been given and called to. The word of God was to be the nourishment that caused the believers to grow. So they devoted themselves to it. And second, they devoted themselves to the fellowship. The fellowship. The meaning of, of, of fellowship for them, it, it stretched far beyond what the church today and the culture have taken it to mean. We call fellowship a lot of things. Uh, fellowship means more uh, than just hanging out, uh, uh, talking and eating. Uh, um, for them, it, it meant, that word, it meant to be in partnership, in, 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 in mutual sharing of responsibility and resources. Uh, it's the word konania. Uh, 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 this, it is... It, it's richer. It's richer. Uh, it spills into every aspect of their new lives. 
John would, John would uh, later try to help people wrap their minds around, use, he used the word to describe this new connectedness that was now available to believers, both with God and each other. And it was made possible by Jesus. This fellowship. In uh, um, 1 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 3, and I, I put these in the notes under the video. So uh, He says, John says, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. It's the fellowship. John says, you, you're being brought into a fellowship, a partnership with God's people in God's spirit. The fellowship is more than a loose, take it or leave it, watch it online. I mean, that's not in my notes. Association with some folks. It's more than that. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's bigger. In, in, his, in his book, Exalting Jesus in Acts, Dr. Uh, Tony Marita asked probing questions about current postures of fellowship uh, because he knows it, it wasn't like this in Acts. And he asked uh, for people to examine. Uh, he says, do you, this is Dr. Tony, don't send me no email. He said, do you, do you arrive early enough to interact with people on Sunday? Or are you a ninja sleeping, slipping in late and excusing yourself before service ends? Are you involved in others' lives throughout the week? Are you sensitive to the needs of your brothers and sisters? Are you grateful for them? Have you told them about what they mean to you? I mean, he's, he's getting at something here. It, it, it sounds radical. <laughs> sounds radical. His, his, his question seems to, to, to get after a, a closer picture of what fellowship meant to the early church. All of it was moved by the presence of the Holy Spirit in community. Um, it was next, the, the thing they, they, they zeroed in on was the breaking of bread. The breaking of bread. This new community was constantly observing what the Lord had done at the Passover meal on the night he was betrayed. How, how, how he took bread and shared it in, in, in the cup and, and told them uh, that it represented what he did for them, the new covenant. Sitting at meals together, they would now share a communion with each other. Uh, just like the Lord had commanded. So they would come together and eat, and then in part of their eating, they would remember also the Lord, what he'd done. They, they continued to intentionally consider and remember the sacrifice of Jesus. They were never far from it. And also, without fail, without fail, they would participate in the prayers. Uh, the, the, the word prayer here being plural. It, it, it represented all of the corporate prayer of the new church in private and public. Uh, and, and, uh, Jesus had taught the disciples how to pray, and now the apostles would be teaching and, and participating with this body of believers, this new church, and calling on the Father 
and asking that his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, uh, uh, they would all together now call on him in the name of Jesus. The prayers of the saints. Uh, uh, in, in Revelation, I, I, we hear that the prayers rise before the throne of God like sweet-smelling incense. The prayers, do we take prayer for granted? <laughs> the prayers, all of these are fundamental, uh, a fundamental part of the church today, or should be. Uh, uh, they, they're parts in, in Sunday gatherings and in, in what we have, life groups and in weekly prayer meetings with, with, with our own intentional times of ministry fellowship. How are you taking part in or prioritizing this life? These it's probing questions that the scriptures beg us to, to answer. Um, church can no longer just be an activity in a checkbox. It's more to it. We're going to look at this snapshot of Luke and we're going to move on. Luke gives a snapshot of, of, of what living this life looked like. He, he says, he, he says, he describes it, but he said, you want to get a picture of it? Here it is. He says in verse 43, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Uh-oh. I lost 50%. Here we go. How, 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 how this community lived, watch this, and treated each other, it was remarkable. And God uh, was in it, just kept working wonders among them. Uh, uh, folks couldn't ignore it. It wasn't like they could just walk by and be like, oh, that's just them. No, uh, uh, he was answering their prayers. God was in their midst. Uh, there was a sense of his nearness, and it produced a reverence. Uh, I am, I am, I was listening to a pastor, Dr. Eric Mason, and he was talking about the, the, the complexities of, of, of the, the casual uh, come-as-you-are church, uh, which, 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 which I don't mind. He didn't mind, but, but then he, he wondered if it was starting to overturn and pin down the reverence for the worship of God. How do we hold that? We need to hold that in attention. Uh, 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 God, doesn't, God doesn't need us made up and from the floor up and, and all of that. But he's God. And he deserves reverence. He, he's a God that deserves awe. Look, look. Um, God was... He was doing amazing signs through his apostles. 
And he wasn't doing it for them to just be spectacles. Hey, look what I could do. I take my coat off and fling it and blow and people fall down. No, he wasn't doing it for them to be uh, 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 spectacles. Uh, he was doing, they were signs. And, and, and those signs confirmed that all they were claiming about Jesus was facts. That's, that's, that was the point of the signs. It was pointing to the validity of their message. As this church was being birthed and, born, and, 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 and beginning to grow, uh, people needed to know that this message is fact. And, but then there was also something else that gave people a, 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 an idea that this thing was real. There was a oneness among this new Christ community that stood out. It made folks say, hey, something is going on there. Uh, 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 these, these, um, they, they were, they, they were different people, socioeconomically, some, some, some ethnic differences. They were different folks, male, female. They had their differences, uh, but, but there was a oneness because they had shared an experience. Some you might have seen our, our our line that we put on our on our image. It, when it talks about our church being, what? Uh, 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 it's a church where the diverse people of Wilmington converge toward Christ. There was, an, a, there was a collective experience. Um, these folks had not only shared in the experience of salvation, they also now began radically sharing life together. And, and it, couldn't, it, couldn't be, it couldn't be disregarded. Um, they, they talked about money. You believe that? Uh, possessions. They talked about their possessions. Possessions have long given status and security, uh, and they have been very, very personal. Uh, in many societies, wealth is the great divider. Uh, it determines both place and treatment. Amen. I don't want to lose you. I said in many, many societies, let me bring it here, in our society. Uh, um, but in this new community, the well-being of others superseded the need for personal status. They put people before personal prosperity. They, they shared their own substance with one another. And, and, and before someone starts thinking about the isms of our day, whether it's social or communal or whatever ism you want to, before you, long before that, be, 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 before there, is, there, there was any thought of isms, the isms of our world, they're, they're selling and giving. It wasn't by a law or a command. The life of the Holy Spirit in them caused them to value others in need more than their own possessions. They held their stuff loosely because of the Spirit. And the Word says, and day by day, verse 46, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they receive, and day by day, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, 
praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day and day by day those who were being saved. Uh, it can't, the, the people were living the life and God was at work in them. It can't be overstated just how together they were. It was, it, was, it was their pattern of daily life together. And, and it's, so, it's so foreign to the, to the rugged individualism of, of our culture that, that people uh, that, that, that are visiting today might say, I ain't going back there. People might want to avoid it because this togetherness that the Bible is saying the church is supposed to be a part of is so, it's so foreign. Uh, 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 it's, 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 it's cringy to some people. Too close, too much. But togetherness is what the Spirit is about. He, it's what the Spirit is about. Uh, even my dumb technology gets this right. My dumb technology, when I, when I go to uh, type in my phone, sometimes it suggests an emoji. And so when I go to type and I'm typing and I go to type the word togetherness, you know the emoji that pops up? A heart. A heart comes up. There, there is something about togetherness that, that even dumb technology gets. Your iPhones won't do that. I'm on an Android. Your iPhones won't do that. Listen, listen, listen. It's, it's a heart. It's a, it's, a, it's a heart. There is a heart. And I'm going to push it here. It, the, the heart of God is behind this togetherness. As, as they constantly shared meals and in times of worship together, praising God, people took notice that this was a radically different community. Uh, uh, I, I like how John Stott said it. He said it well. He says, the Lord did not add them to the church without saving them. There were no nominal Christianity in, in the beginning. Folks just saying, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Uh, nor... Did he save them without adding them to the church? There was no solitary Christianity either. It was never designed to be a lone ranger sport. I, 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 I need to, to, to point out that their togetherness, because I, I can't push this enough, I, I can't cause this, their togetherness and, and deep fellowship all of their sharing and giving, it didn't just take place because it seemed like a good idea to somebody. It wasn't a matter of personalities or personal preference or pulpit persuasion. Their radical response to salvation was being driven and empowered by the Holy Spirit. It was the Spirit at work. We can't engineer community. But if we recognize the spirit, we'll start to take part in community. Many, many, many rational folks will be able to look and, and they, may, they may want 
a better life and a better community. But, but it is the Spirit who makes people joyfully willing to live the unnatural, unselfish, godly lives that community calls for. It's the Spirit. Here was a community of people all together having the, their hearts ruled by God with the Spirit of God actively working on them and in them and Jesus at the center as Lord, they radically begin experiencing a taste of the kingdom of God. Oh, that's why I love coming to church and gathering with the saints. I, I get a taste of what it is to experience the kingdom of God. They needed no marketing or outreach techniques. The Lord stamped this community with his approval and just kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. The Lord said, more of that, more of that, more of that. Day by day by day, more of that. I have to say, the, 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 the same Holy Spirit that they received. The same power that guided their community is present in the gathering of his people today. Same Spirit. I'm convinced that the, the major issue that blocks the church today from more fully encountering this kind of radical kingdom life is the idea that our salvation is somehow for ourselves leading us to try to tuck the Spirit into our back pockets, taking Him with us instead of surrendering to Him and allowing Him to produce a radical life in fellowship with others. The Spirit created us for community. The Spirit created us for radical, God-lived community. When we live it out, God's kingdom is evident and he adds to it. People will still ask the question when we're living it out. What shall we do when they encounter the Holy Spirit at work in us? Unified, together. And when they ask the question, why is this strange group of people meeting together? People from here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> people, people from all, all the ethnicities and genders. And they, what, 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 why? When they, they ask the question, what is it about them? What, what, shall we, what shall we do? The answer is going to still be the same. Repent and surrender your life to Jesus as Lord. Same thing that we must do. Go public with it in baptism. <laughs> Gather together in his radically transformed community to experience him together and bear witness to others. This life is radical, yet so simple. The Holy Spirit calls us to this. Are you submitted to the Spirit?